Thanks for lending me your ear. Is it okay to cheat to catch cheaters? This is the question facing the Tarkov community after creator Goat published a YouTube video graphically showing how powerful cheats are in the game. Now, I don't play Tarkov, but I've off and on watched gameplay footage of it for maybe a year and a half now because the game just feels so tense because of its hyper-realistic gameplay. Fortunately, we have a Filipino expert on Tarkov and he will break everything down for us. And I'm thrilled to welcome him as our first ever guest here on Tech Show But Friendly. His channel name on YouTube is Ramen Style and on IG it's RMN Style. And he'll be taking us on a deep dive of the game and of the effect Goat's video has had on it so far. Super interesting, even if you're like me and you've never played the game before. So was the community at large surprised by the the content in Goat's video? Yeah, I think it is a very polarizing um, reaction from... There, there was like left side and right side. People either loved it or people either hated it, absolutely hated it. But yeah, it was a, it was a really, really big deal. It was like an actually really big deal. As an outsider looking in, I, I've, I only actually know Tarkov through watching videos. I've never actually played it myself. Uh, watching your videos and some other videos because it's very ultra realistic kind of like you know it's like real world you you have to peek around because if you're hindi siya run and gun kumbaga you gotta yeah. think tactically what kind of player plays Tarkov just to kind of set the stage what kind of player it goes from from both spectrums honestly like I think the 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 first uh I would say like let's say grassroots players I would say it's the older crowd uh People who grew up playing Counter-Strike Beta 1.5, that, that age. Uh, people who are kind of past their um, their reaction prime in gaming, I, I'd like to say at least. But as the game got more popular in like the last, um, I would say in the last like two to three years, as it blew up, so did the younger generation. So now th there's play styles is such a hot topic in the community and uh, Tarkov used to be generally a slower game. You still had your fast players back then. You still had your Twitch shooter guys. But now there's a lot more of the faster gameplay. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a mix now. It used to be mostly slower play. Now people who come from Call of Duty, Apex, CSGO, Val, everyone, everyone's here. So you have a full spectrum, fast players, slow players, and uh, of all ages now. But I would say generally an older crowd. The reactions, you said that it divided people. Um, just give a brief sort of like binary uh, description, like one camp versus another camp. Yeah, so basically one side was, I can't believe he cheated. And <laughs> it's like everything should be invalid because he cheated. And okay, then how, the he, how he got to the result was already wrong to begin with. Yeah, so, so it's like uh, people were kind of disregarding it already. And the argument was also that it's, uh, it doesn't add anything new to the table because we all know there are cheaters. And uh, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't add anything except encourage people to, to cheat or like mm. it, it shows people, oh, there are cheats. And on the other side of things, um, people have said that it's, it's good because uh, it exposes more, puts more pressure on the conversation. And uh, yeah, personally, I, I'm on that. I, I do, it, it goes both ways, but at the same time, I like how, as a, especially as a creator, he took the bullet for a lot of people. <laughs> he mm, knew yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And also as a creator, you know, you, you want to get your views, you want to get your traction. I think it was a smart way to do it. Uh, yeah. it, it takes some balls and not everyone's yeah. going to do that. And he did it. And it, I think the most important part, though, as a comedian, it puts a lot of pressure on the conversation. Because even if people say that um, 
that we already know there are cheaters, just putting more pressure forces the devs or the community in general to take a step further. And true enough, um, the moment the video went viral, suddenly the, the devs started announcing they, they started announcing that, oh, this week we banned 4,000 cheaters. This week we banned 2,000 cheaters. And this was something they did in the past, but they stopped doing it for whatever reason. They brought it back because of this video. So they're trying to get better with the communication about cheaters. But yeah, at least it's step one. And to be fair to Goat, it was a very well-produced video. It's like 40 minutes long. And he really put in the time to do the work, to do the research. Like, I, I, I had to find, you know, these hacks. I had to, you know, download them, install them. And then I had to play with them. And I had to go through games where I kind of had to figure out what the regular hackers do. And then that's how we arrived at the the part, the star of the video, the Twitch. Uh, could you just describe to our audience, like, what the, the Tarkov Twitch... Is that a thing? Is that, they, they call it the Tarkov Twitch now? Or it's just the... The, tar- the Tarkov the Wiggle, yeah. The, so the Wiggle, wiggle. sorry. Yeah. yeah, so basically wiggling <laughs> is when you spam lean left and lean right, which uh, for cheaters, because they can see each other through the walls, if you wiggle at someone across the map, it's like an acknowledgement, hey, we're both cheaters, let's <laughs> yeah, do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. We're, we're, we're simpatico. It's like the, the, yeah. there's a common ground here. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But- but what's the? Uh, it's not the last man standing kind of game. Sorry, again, I'm kind of betraying my ignorance of the gameplay mechanics. No Indonesia last man standing. No, so so that's it's not a battle royale. So battle royale basically yeah. means last man standing. This one is basically you go in a map and then you shoot stuff. So I, I we say you shoot, you loot, you scoot. So you shoot stuff <laughs> and then when when you kill them, you loot yeah. them and then you scoot. You extract yeah. out of the map. There's a specific extract in the map. You can leave anytime. You can leave in the first five minutes, ten minutes, doesn't matter. Uh, so that's how it works. So the point is survival. So can you make it across the map to extract without dying and with all this loot on you? And you know, loot can vary from cheap stuff, common stuff to very rare stuff. And the only way for you to acquire these things is to survive with these in your backpack as you make it across the map against, uh, t- depending on the map, but like 14 players plus AI plus AI bosses. So yeah. And uh, are these items, are they, like, you can trade them for real money? I understand there was sort of a development towards that, but they veered away from it. Or are these uh, in-game items actually worth something IRL? So these in-game items are not supposed to be worth anything IRL. It's actually against terms of service the policy. of the game. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So RMT, it's a, also known as real money trade, is one of the most bannable offenses in the community. <laughs> Okay. Uh, because yeah, because basically making money off of these items encourages cheaters, yeah. which is the problem right now. So there, there's so many cheaters who not only cheat for the sake of cheating, but make a business out of it. So mm. the game at, at its base is $45, the standard edition. And if you get cheats, you can probably make double that, triple that, and then you, you get banned by another copy. And uh, it just, it's just a cycle. Yeah, so that's the business model. So you get a copy, uh-huh. you cheat, you earn enough uh, through items that you sell. Eventually, your account gets banned, but you've already earned mekita kana, and you have enough to start over again. Exactly, and th- there's like word about uh, don't worry, uh, there's hardware bans, IP bans, all of it. They can get around all that. So that's def- it's definitely the the biggest problem of Tarkov. I think that's why there are so many cheaters, and that's why it's a big issue. That's why Goat made the video. It's because. Um, in other games, let's say COD, Counter Strike, mm-hmm. Valo, if there's a cheater, it's more for like the sake of rank and whatever yeah. flex. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why they cheat, but in Tarkov, it's a business for many, so it's so rampant because people make a living out of this. So it is, uh, it is a viable kind of. Uh, I mean, you know, to make a living, there, there's a thriving market for these kind of items, the guns. Is it just um, 
are there more powerful guns so you can buy them or it's just skins like in most games so in Tarkov it's all about the bullet um, in, ah, okay. in terms of at least well, it's, I'm talking like basic mechanics so the, whatever gun you're running you can run the best modded gun with almost zero recoil and uh, there's, a, there's a stat called ergonomics ergonomics is basically how fast your gun ADSs or aim, aim, aims down mm. um, and so these stats don't uh, it, they don't affect the damage of the gun. What affects the damage of the gun is the actual bullet. So the game has hundreds of bullets, each caliber, let's say 5.56 for the M4. It has like, I don't know how many, I'm going to throw a number, like eight different bullets. And among those like eight or 10 bullets, there's the best armor penetration bullet and there's the best. So it's, it's, yeah, so it goes by bullet basically. But um, what is usually usually real money traded uh, are are high value items. whether it's the like rare, stuff rare, that, like, yeah, like the rare items that sell rarity. for liquid, like mm-hmm. a lot of liquid yeah. in-game cash, uh, you can sell it for maybe like a few hundred thousand rubles within one item. So you can just make a bank, and then you have a huge bank of cash, mm-hmm. and you can buy whatever you want. Uh, there, there. I don't know if again, I'm not super aware of it, but I don't know if people will real money trade for like best in slot weapons. They might, but once you've played the game long enough, you realize that guns, even the best in slot weapons, they're not. They're, they're not easiest to come by, but they're possible to come by. You just need to put mm. in the hours. But people just don't want to grind yeah, work, it. So work it's like an it. MMO. Yeah. 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 Just uh, to delve a little bit further, again, for uh, our audience that might not be too familiar with the mechanics, and, uh, you mentioned a little bit, so you, you have different guns, you have different bullets. The bullets are also items that you can collect in-game. I mean, yep. you can collect from corpses and stuff like that. Yes. And you mentioned armor piercing. So... You do you do want to change up your loadout, kumbaga. I mean, if your your target's in armor, you need armor piercing. But if he's in not in armor, but in something else, you need to use a different bullet uh, that's more appropriate to the target. Yeah, that's generally that. Yeah, you, you actually you nailed it. That's kind of the concept of of Tarkov. But towards the end of so so there's a wipe cycle. It's twice a year, and whenever the game wipes, ever yeah, everyone. Goes I, back I saw your zero. last video. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so everyone goes back to zero, right? But near the end of the cycle when everyone's high level everyone's level 50 level 60 everyone has end game stuff the f- the lower like the the ammo with no armor pen kind of become irrelevant so the high armor pen is that's the meta or that's the okay. main yeah. thing towards the end so yes people will real money trade for a- ammo um like yeah they'll, they'll get like a thousand bullets because the thing with tarkov is you can't just even if you had the money you can't just buy like a thousand bullets of the best bullet because there are what yeah. we call trader limits. Uh, if you buy from NPC traders in the game, you can only buy so much, and you have to wait yeah. about three hours real time for the reset. So, as as an experienced Tarkov gamer, were you surprised by the cheats na goat goat featured in this video? I mean, for me, uh, who, I I played a lot of FPS, but not Tarkov in particular. I mean, this is yeah, basically god level stuff. You can see through walls. You can see the stats. Like you can see, uh, this player has like yung kill to death ratio and things like that. I mean, I was uh. Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't really looked into what cheats are available for COD for different games, but like at least in this particular implementation, grabe. So you have radar. Um, you have you can see through walls. You can see even see if you're in line of sight uh, or or the target is in can see you if he's in line of sight. So, parang basically everything, uh, situational awareness, um, skill ability, parang it's all there. Um, on screen we're. I mean, is this something that as a community, it's kind of like rumored, but you were surprised to see it? Or like, you're just like, well, medyo given na yan. Like, I, I kind of expected that level of uh, detail in the cheat, uh, in this hack. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I had so I, I always knew of like aimbot wall hack, the usual fly hacks, mm-hmm. god mode, whatever. But I yeah, it, like what you said, I was surprised by the absolute details of the of the cheats. It made sense to me in like past experiences I had in game. It made sense why I may, I may have survived a certain game despite knowing that there was a cheater in the raid mm-hmm. in the game because maybe he saw my stats and my gear and he's like, oh, yeah. it's not so valuable. I don't care about that guy. Bye. It surprised me. There's even a, a cheat where... So there, there's a mechanic in the game where there's a chance that your bullet will reflect off of a surface. It's just like a 1% okay. chance or whatever. There's a cheat where it shows where the bullet will ricochet. Um, <laughs> it's what, 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 the trajectory. It, yes, it will follow. Yeah. It's so crazy, which is <laughs> weird. But yeah, it, it's that detail. It surprised me. It surprised me how detailed it was. Um, it all, what also surprised me was in that video, he showed how often cheaters... I think the... the the number in his video is about sixty percent. So basically, there's always at least one in a in a in a game in a match. Yeah, it's, yeah, in a match. Uh, somewhere there, I could be wrong with these numbers, but there's there's a lot. Basically, mm. I always knew there was a lot. I always knew that. Uh, like I'm like in a day of if I live stream Tarkov to my audience, I know I'm gonna run into a cheater at least once in a day. Mm. But with the video I saw, I didn't realize it was that much. I think that there are more cheaters. Yeah, I think there are more cheaters than I already think there are, and I already think there are a lot. <laughs> but maybe yeah. I didn't run into them or they let me go because whatever reason, but yeah. How are these like hacks? So you get them from third-party develop- developers, quote-unquote, and you have to install them onto, on, onto, your, on, onto a PC or something or it kind of runs in the background. So these are separate programs, basically, that run on top of the, of the base game. Uh, is is my understanding correct? I mean, that, that's how yeah. it goes. I, I believe that's how it works, yeah. There, there are, like, one of the more popular... Uh, hacks as well that gets thrown around a lot you get accused of this a lot as well is radar because radar yeah. usually, usually runs on a second PC and then yeah. the, the radar hack will connect to your game and it'll show you the data but yeah I, I actually remember one of your videos where somebody uh, accused you of that and basically were saying if I use radar but basically you're always looking ah because they thought you were using radar because you were looking at chat, which you have, I think, on a separate monitor off screen, off your main screen. So yeah. But then you said something like, if I were using radar, like I wouldn't die this much or something. But yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's radar is a very rampant thing that people throw around because of um. I, don't, I think it's a lot of people who don't really understand how streaming works, um, or they have mm. a base understanding, but I yeah. don't get why streamers always look at like another yes. monitor. Yeah, and because of the radar thing, yeah, people always throw that around. That's like the first thing people throw around. Like, oh, you have radar. And I think also the the skill, the experience gap. I don't say skill gap. The experience mm. gap of a new player and an experienced yeah. player is so huge because there's so the, the game is so complex. So like I yeah. can tell where someone's gonna end up at because of my experience. And a new player's watching that's like, there's no way. How did he yeah, know that? Yeah. So the first yeah. thing they'll throw is like, he has radar. <laughs> yeah. Even though it yeah. is based on your experience because you've seen so many people take that route before, you yeah. know the most likely yeah path that they'll take, or you know yeah, yeah based on your experience. Because how yeah. long have you been playing Tarkov? Since 2018, June 2018. Oh, wild. Clocked, oh, yeah, yeah, I've clocked in a little over 5,000 hours. But to be honest, the 5,000 hours I have in the past four years, uh, or almost five years now, yeah. people who I played with, like my batchmates of Tarkov players, they all have like 10K plus. But yeah. They're still going. They're still going. Yeah. People, like, I, my point is, like, I don't play as much as the people, my peers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I have 5K. People have, like, people at my level have, like, 10K, 12K hours. Yeah. That, your hours sound like a lot, but then compared to, like, other people who started at the same time, yeah. uh, easily double or something. Yep, exactly. I, my brother actually tried picking it up, but it's really very complicated. Yung very hyper realistic na 
you know, you have a backpack. But it's not, you know, in other games, you can just take whatever. And maybe there's like a limit, like a weight limit or something. But in Tarkov, you have to do the positioning inside the backpack. So the optimization of the space inside the backpack. Um, and yeah. you're figuring that out and you're kind of crouching like behind something so somebody won't shoot you while you're going through your inventory, right? Um, it's very... Yes. It, it's uh, very tense. I mean, you know, when I watch your videos, other videos, I look at Tarkov videos and they're parang yun nga, sobrang, because it is hyper-realistic na one bullet could be the end of it. Yeah, it's very, very, I think, yeah, that's what makes Tarkov, Tarkov, I always say. It's the, it's the, it's the anxiety. It's the intensity. Yeah. yeah, like that, that, like what you said, Tetrising, we call it Tetrising. Tetrising your bag in, in the middle of a game and then you're worried <laughs> someone's gonna come up to you. It happens all the time as well. People die yeah. looting a lot. And yeah. something I, I always recommend to newer players that, when when you're getting started and you kill a player, take what you can and leave. Uh, yeah. If you try to min max and stay there for like a minute or two, you get shot in the head. <laughs> uh, so th- that's your 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 window to loot someone is basically like around thirty seconds. Pop in, get the best item, and and run 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 out. It it varies. Yeah. Sometimes you're completely clear. You can stay there the whole game and you won't. But yeah. it it is in my experience the one of the highest uh, percentages of ways I die in mm-hmm. the game is getting too greedy. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, as you play the game anyway, you get faster in looting. You can loot a whole bag within a few minutes. But yeah, it, it, a lot of people died in looting. As someone who sort of your livelihood a little bit, or a lot of your content is focused on Tarkov, um, do you feel that Goat's video is sort of a threat to the popularity of the game? Because it has kind of exploded in popularity. Um, as you mentioned, younger players are getting into it. Um, I mean, it's not a new game, but yeah, it slowly built up this fan base, and now it's becoming more and more mainstream. And I mean, to be honest, I, I followed you for a long time, but the only reason why I kind of thought, well, let's include it in the main podcast is na, inga, the, the whole Linus one show thing. Um, you know, if it, it's gotten to that point, na it's such a big thing that, that even Linus yeah. has covered it. Um, so, I mean, it, it's an opportunity for creators like you who are already well positioned to know the game. But now with the, I mean, you know, revelations or how the popularity of the GOAT video, are you worried that the game might take a hit and you know um, might become less popular because there is that uh, there might be a general impression that it's just populated by cheaters and why would I want to devote my time to a game where you know I'm not getting a fair shake? Right. Um, that's a good point. But at the same time, the thing with Tarkov is the, the game should have died years ago. It, it should have <laughs> died years ago with how bad the bugs were, the cheaters were. Cheaters have been the problem for a long time. It gets tiring. It gets tiring. I've been burned out of the game multiple times. But and it's usually because of rampant cheaters or like a super broken bug. Uh, something that's huge in Tarkov is desync. What it is is basically it's uh, on your screen the guy is five steps ahead. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, or or on his yeah, it's it's just crazy. There's a lot of desync in the game and and how can you aim of, properly with that right? Yeah. Then you try to lead the target. Yeah. Yep. So so one of the things a lot of experienced players play is, say is that. Uh, when you kill someone, sometimes you're not satisfied because you know the game's so broken that sometimes you got it, you got the kill because of a bug. Okay. But going back, um, I- I'm not worried about the game taking a hit because I think the game is so unique. It's one of the best still, despite all its problems. If anything, I just see it as a positive. I think it's good that Goat put the pressure on the conversation, like I said earlier. Mm. Um, people always say, oh, we already know that, but you can't put enough pressure on... Mm on like a negative thing i think it's it's always good to to further push it because the more you push it the more awareness there is we'll figure something out i'm not a game dev i have no idea what the solution is but uh when i saw this video my gut reaction was okay this is good i like i like his approach it was very it's actually in a pretty positive note as well he wasn't like hating on the game he was very positive very constructive in my opinion 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think the game will go on. I don't think it'll. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. It's more of like, uh, cheaters get tiring. It really gets tiring. Sige, <laughs> <laughs> last two questions. Um, first, I I, I did watch uh, some of uh, some of the video, not all of it, but yeah, I think the his tone was na I'm 60% sure this video is gonna get taken down because there are. Uh, multiple references to copyright strikes and you know uh, but if it does get down taken down I have a copy prepared where it's no gameplay footage and it's just me kind of explaining what I did and things like that um, and th- but he does credit late in another video goat does credit the fact that it wasn't taken down because of the exposure um, from Linus and the one show how zealous are the developers I was I was kind of surprised you don't usually hear about uh, copyright takedowns for games, except if it's a Nintendo game, because Nintendo is uh, very known for that policy. But mm-hmm. for computer games, you don't really hear like Activision, you know, complaining or, or asking for a takedown of a particular streamer. I was just surprised that Goat uh, proactively positioned himself just in case that would happen. Is that something um, because the developers are known to be overzealous or a bit, you know, maybe protective or or unresponsive to criticism? Yeah, it's hundred percent. It's true. Um, there have been it's it's based on history. There have been creators who were copyright struck by <laughs> Battlestick Games, the devs, uh-huh. because of uh, what I guess the devs deemed to be um, something like uh, defamation or something of the game. But in reality, mm-hmm. when you watch the content creators' video, they're just you know they 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 love the it's, people have so much passion for the game that when they talk about the problems, it comes off as hurtful, I guess, to the devs. Mm-hmm. But I have seen from my experience being part of this community for for years now. Usually, the people who copyright strike are people who say things against the game um, in a very serious manner. I was actually surprised. Goat, I applaud BSG for that for their character development over time that they didn't <laughs> copyright strike yeah. this. I was honestly expecting it as well. I'm like, this uh, is getting taken down. I think. I, think <laughs> yeah. down. I gotta but, watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they did have that past, um, but it, they didn't do it for this one. So I gotta give them credit there. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't been following the community. Maybe it's also because it would just look like doubly bad if, because of all the publicity it's gotten, uh, they suddenly yanked it off. I mean, it's like over a million views now. It's, uh, yeah, it's really a viral video in like less than two weeks. That's fair. I think I could be wrong, but thinking about the past similar times when a creator mm. spoke against the, the game, it wasn't this big. It was probably yeah. like 100 plus thousand views or something. This one is like Linus levels and yeah, yeah, so yeah, wow. <laughs> the fact that it got them. So I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe the, the reach was a, was a big factor. Sige. Um, well, actually, last question, not really about Tarkov. It's just that I find your career very interesting from a local perspective. So Filipino streamer, most oh, Filipino you. streamers, uh, A, are female. I mean, there's no, not to be sexist or anything, but, you know, there's an audience for, for that kind of creator, right? And B, um, who plays a certain type of game, Mobile Legends, uh, Dota, parang ganon. And uh, C, purely English. I mean, you know, when, when you stream and you talk to your chat, it, it's all in English. So it's like really all of the opposites of what we would commonly associate from a Filipino streamer. Um, I'm just kind of curious um, how, how that's been going. Like, uh, I understand you had an endorsement maybe six months ago. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not too sure. From Globe and things like that. Um, and I have actually been very... Uh, interested like in following like your progression like on Instagram and on YouTube, um, just in terms of like number of subs and things like that. So, um, it's sort of yeah, it's like the opposite really of what you would think about. Um, from I mean to be fair, even like abroad, right? Uh, there are a lot of female streamers um, who are very skilled, but um, they are also you know kind of uh, interesting to look at. I mean not to you know not not trying to be sexist, but that is part of their appeal. 
Not to say, not, I'm not saying that you're not interesting to look at, but you know, it's just maybe to a different audience, right? Um, so how, how has that been going? Uh, it's kind of like very different from what we would expect. Yeah. Um, thank you for asking that. that that's, that's a very insightful question. Um, it, it's been a, I think there are times when I think like, oh, uh, um, I feel alone in my little like style or genre mm-hmm. of how I do things. I, I do yeah. feel that locally. Uh, I, there are there were times when I tried to conform. Like I was like maybe I should like especially when I'll I was try. starting out trying to yeah, yeah trying to find my footing. I was like maybe I should conform a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it, it either it either leads to burnout because I just don't. It's just not me. And yeah. just sticking. I think uh, the people who I looked up to when I, years before I started streaming. Uh, I used to watch a lot of Summit One G, who's a Twitch streamer. Um, and I, I I super love YouTubers like. Uh, Freddie Wong back then, mm. Cordo yeah, Digital. Yeah. Yeah. These guys were my big, big idols. So I've mm. always wanted to like do storytelling content. Um, mm. It took me a while to get here. I used to be a videographer, so like, yeah. I, I had I always had that passion for like storytelling through video, and that was always my end goal was to be able to make YouTube videos. But you, as a videographer, transitioning into like the internet world, it was so different. I'm like every, yeah. everything I knew as a videographer didn't make sense to YouTube. Right? <laughs> so for like, I've been yeah. doing this for almost five years now, and it's only like the last year I figured things out on YouTube. I was mm. always a Twitch streamer, and uh, with that career, the, as a Twitch streamer, even I still knew I wanted to do storytelling stuff on on YouTube. And yeah, you, you, when when I think about the, my style, um, it definitely doesn't get the mass numbers. But mm-hmm. it's a, especially for local, like, lo- local, for yeah, the local, for local. Yeah. So what I like to, it's like, it's like, I, I compare my community to like a the Tarkov community, or where I call it a cult following. It's like yeah. you don't have a million followers, but my currently my forty something thousand subs mm-hmm. are very loyal and they watch mm-hmm. my stuff and it yeah. helps me. I can make a living out of uh, a small uh, sample size, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where it is. Is most of your audience I don't know, local? Or I would I imagine actually it's more international. Um, yeah, yeah, like not barely any local. I'd say like analytics-wise, I'd like to say like fifteen percent are, are Filipino. Filipino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly North America, Europe, Australia. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what, um, uh, in fact, you're the only kind of local streamer I can think of that is kind of pitched intentionally talaga to a more international audience. I mean, you might have uh, general streamers here with broad appeal, and then you they might get some you know carryover popularity um from international from an international audience but parang you're the only one i can think of off the top of my head that primarily uh the appeals to an international audience so very interesting i know yeah th- thank you i think like now that i think about it when i first started streaming back in 2018 on twitch it was mainly to a pinoy audience and i was also even speaking taglish on stream mm. and then i think it was when i transitioned to tarkov that's when i started to figure out my niche yeah. Start to figure out where I was more comfortable, comfortable. with, yeah. um, because even like my humor on stream and just like my general the way I communicate, I think I uh, for whatever reason I uh, I cater more to the international audience mm. than the Filipino yeah. audience. Yeah, so I think yeah, it just naturally per- happened as I switched over. I think a lot of creators feel like that. Nah, it's like initially trying to follow the trends, but then kind of slowly finding your groove, and then yeah, just finding your own voice and uh, what you want to do with the talents that you have. Um, and yeah, I always find it interesting to watch people like you and other creators, like whether in video games or some other, some other genre, um, kind of finding out what works for them. And so actually I was super thrilled that I finally had an excuse to kind of collab a little bit with you because I have been watching 
uh, your content for a while. And uh, yeah, yeah thank thanks you. so much for. Uh, sorry, I I said fifteen minutes, but we're about to hit thirty. That's fine. Um, but, uh, I'm chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks so much for your insight. Uh, really good, good um, take on the game and like the current controversy. Or and I, I like what you said. Uh, you know, these things come and go. Like there, there have been cheaters in Tarkov before. There have been cheaters in Tarkov after. But you know, the game, the game remains, and people can yeah. still enjoy it. Taman, in spite of everything. It was it was nice. It was very very flattering uh, for you for you to invite me here. It's cool. It's cool to also connect to a local uh, creator, especially the YouTube space. Um, I don't get to talk to a lot of YouTubers. It's mainly like Twitch streamers since that's where I came from. But it's cool. It's cool being able to connect. On that note, thank you again to Ramen Style. Do check out his YouTube or IG. Links in the text description of this podcast. His clips of the game really reel you in, even if you haven't played it before. As always, thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, please do leave a review on Apple Podcast. It's very difficult. I'm coming from the YouTube world, kind of used to getting feedback from the audience. But with podcasts, apparently, that's not so much of a thing. But a review on Apple Podcast would really help us out here. Thanks so much and catch you next week.